Hey tribe, welcome to Word Up with Danny Katz, your one-stop 5D superhero listening spot. Now, here at Word Up, we host a number of different podcast series, including Words Are Matter, Planetary Service Announcements, Witchy Life Hacks, The Conscious Awesome Show with my amazing co-host, Justin Polgar. It's where we play Spot the Propaganda together, and it's where we have high-vibe, deep-diving conversations with amazing humans. So be sure to hit that subscribe button and stay tuned for this week's episode. In this Words Are Matter, we explore why we want to stand and claim and embody instead of fight or any other sort of conflict-driven verb. Now, before we get into the episode, I'm reminding you to give it a like, to share it far and wide, and of course, to subscribe. As well, if you're inspired to check this one out in its original video version, head on over to my Odyssey channel where I host all of my Word Up videos. And if you, as you, are ready and willing to up your quantum languaging game and want to dive deeper into all of these insidious ways that language has been engineered to divide and disempower, I recommend checking out one of my favorite webinars, Word Up, How to Empower Yourself and the World with Your Every Word. It's available now as a digital download. You can click through the link in my show notes to nab it today. All right, let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, it's Danny with Words Are Matter, here to talk to you yet again about conflict languaging because it is so pervasive in our culture. And until we become super aware of it, and until we commit to transmuting it, we are going to be living in a culture that is marked by conflict. And I don't say this to pervert quantum field. I say this just to reflect on what we are creating by unconsciously speaking violence and conflict into our shared collective field. So yet again, I am turning to the spiritual influencers of social media to use as my example for how not to speak. And I in no way mean any disrespect to these spiritual influencers, teachers, what have you, and because they have such large audiences and are impacting so many people, it feels like the most useful transformation that I can help support. Because when someone with 80,000 followers transforms their language for the more inclusive, equal, peaceful, abundant, etc., then their followers get to take that in and absorb that through osmosis. Does checking things out on social media count as osmosis? Anyway, I don't know how to say his name. I think it's Chervin. We are living in bizarre times. Fuck it. Enjoy it. Fight for what you love and go for glory. Okay, so what are the issues with this meme? It's not fuck it. We love fuck it. Fuck's a great word. It's not enjoy it. Is that what he said? It is fight 
for what you love. So this is something that I see happening in our culture all day, every day. People fighting when it's not appropriate to fight, when it's not efficient to fight, when it's not called for to fight. Fighting is such a waste of time and energy. Check this out. You've heard me reference this book before. Power Versus Force by Dr. David Hawkins. This is a must read. This, along with Right Use of Will, and my book, Word Up, Little Languaging Hacks for Big Change, are the three books that will change your life for the better. So as Dr. Hawkins says, it's power versus force. Force only feeds, fuels, and empowers that which we are alleging to oppose. So if I'm fighting sexism, then by turning my attention onto sexism and generating all this anti-energy towards it. I am fueling that construct. I am giving it life. I am perpetuating it. I mean, using that example, I guess fighting for what we love does make sense in terms of fighting for what we love will fuel what we love, but it's really, really energetically inefficient. And I like to think of rock climbers who make a point of making the fewest moves possible to conserve their energy and they're climbing big peaks and giant mountains. So why would we fight for what we love? Like why would we expend all that energy when we can just do what we love, be what we love, claim what we love? It just makes more sense. It's way more energetically efficient. Think of Chinese finger cuffs, right? The more you fight it, the more entangled and ensnared in it you get. But when we relax, and just surrender, then we're released. So this is especially relevant in our culture right now because so many people are fighting for justice, are fighting for freedom. Freedom and justice are our God-given rights. They are a no-duh. I will never, and you know that I'm not a fan of absolutes and never is actually <laughs> slated to be my next quantum languaging video. I will never fight for freedom. Freedom is not something that we need to fight for because it's our default setting. We stand for freedom. People fight when they're in the wrong, when they're out of alignment, when they're forcing something that's not meant to be, right? That's when people fight. When we are resting in what is truly ours, there is no need to fight. We simply embody it. We simply radiate it. We claim it. We stand for it. I don't fight for what I love. I stand for what I love. I embody what I love. I claim what I love. I don't fight for my right to breathe oxygen. I claim it. I just do it. It's not a fight. When we come at things with fight energy, especially what we love, and granted, this is more metaphorical. Like I don't really see this person who I've never met, but who I do follow and whose products I purchase, but I don't see him going around like fighting for fresh avocados or fighting for a dance party, right? We're not doing that. And still, it's really important to pay attention to where we're using conflict languaging unnecessarily, right? I hear it a lot with intellectuals and academics. Well, I would argue that, no, I would purport, I believe, I see it this way. But when we frame it as an argument, then that signals that amygdala, which you've heard me mention before, it signals the fight or flight response because I'm saying I'm arguing 
for this. I'm fighting for this. So then whoever we're speaking to is like, oh, wait, we're in a fight? Okay, well, let me flood my body with cortisol and let me meet you with that fight energy because it's really caustic on the body. It's really inefficient. It's really a waste of energy. And it's a great way for us to chase our tails and not actually do what we came to this planet to do or model or effect positive change on the planet when we're too busy fighting for shit that there's no reason to even fight for because there are no death things that all we really need to do is claim and stand for. So like when it comes to what's going on now with, you know, the powers that were attempting to take away our right to breathe oxygen unobstructed, I'm not fighting that, right? I'm not, I'm not taking that on. I'm simply claiming my right to breathe oxygen and moving through the world accordingly. And I don't have that energy of fight around me, which only attracts more fight energy, creates an issue out of things that aren't issues, right? Like people who are fighting for women's rights. That is so insane to me. There's nothing to fight for. As a woman, my rights are a no duh. They're, they're, they're not in question, so I'm not going to fight for them. I'm going to stand in them. I'm going to claim them. I'm going to act from them. I'm going to model them. I'm going to embody them. It's really simple. Think when it, like, if you have a five-year-old, this is always a great metaphor. If you have a five-year-old who's like, I'm the boss. If you fight with that five-year-old, then you're an asshole or you're a crazy person, right? This is a child. You don't fight with a five-year-old who's making a ridiculous claim. You, I mean, you can play along or you could be like, no, actually, I'm the boss, babe. I'm going to be the one driving the car and I love you. But we don't fight with that ridiculousness. So... As far as Chervin's, and again, apologies if I'm mangling the name of the man who who runs the company with these incredible supplements. When he says fight for what you love, please do not fight for what you love. Please do not fight unnecessarily. Please enough with the conflict energy. Please be mindful of where we are spinning our wheels because that's the big thing with David Hawkins' power versus force is it is so energetically inefficient to fight for things, right? To force, go back to the Chinese finger cuffs, how much energy is wasted trying to fight out of them when we relax, right? There's no energetic expenditure and we are released. So we fight for nothing. We stand for things. We claim things. We embody things. And we don't meet that fight energy. Look, if people are are crazy and are hopped up on mainstream media mind control and fluoride and all the other crap that they're putting in their body, Godspeed, you know, with love and compassion, let them do what they want to do. But please don't meet them with more conflict energy. The world really doesn't need that. And it's not going to go well, right? When people are not in control of their critical thinking faculties because of the pharmaceuticals, the fluoride, the sugar, the mind control, et cetera, et cetera, there's no you're not going to fight with them and like win, right? We just eschew that energetic frequency altogether and simply claim our sovereignty, stand for what we love, have fun doing the things that we love. So what I'm doing yet again is inviting you to start tracking your own language and start noticing where you're programming yourself and our shared field with unnecessary conflict energy. And this is when we would argue, where we would debate, when we're trying to be right, when we're fighting for things that really aren't in question and we can just simply claim and stand for. So this seems to be a theme moving from 
a language of conflict to a language of peace and fighting for nothing and instead being much more energetically efficient, much more mindful about the frequencies that we are putting out into the field, that we are putting into our own mind, right? When I say I'm fighting you know, bullshit shit like time and wrinkles and whatnot, then I'm creating dissonance in my own physical body. When uh, optimization, optimized health comes from peace, from surrender, from relaxation. So just start to pay attention to where you are using conflict languaging because because of these unconscious languaging patterns when we're really not meaning to, right? Because like this guy, Trivin, he's obviously not not lobbying for people to fight. And I'm sure he's not meaning that himself, but remember these frequencies are encoded in the language very deep. They're operating on a lot of different levels. So when we use these types of words and phrases casually, we are smearing conflict energy across our reality, our quantum field, and our human family. And that's just not as fun as playing together peacefully. So thanks for paying attention. Thanks for remembering that every word matters, that you are omniscopic amazingness. Thank you for speaking peace. Have a rockin' day. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. Be sure to give it a like, to share it with your nearest and dearest, And remember to subscribe to the channel so that you don't miss a single episode of your very favorite podcast, Word Up with Danny Katz. We'll see you soon, tribe.